0: good morning and welcome to asl's hr in 10. at 10. i'm jason perry
1: and i'm kimberly bradshaw
0: and we're going to talk you through some of the things that are going on in the lovely world of hr and employment law we do this live every thursday morning at 10 o'clock so those of you who are watching us live, keep us on our toes, as I always say, by asking Kimberly a question live, and we'll do our very best to answer it on air. Um, but in the absence of those questions flying in, let's start with what's going on in the wider economy, I think, Kimberly, it seem to be some really positive signs out there.
1: Yes, I mean, certainly you'll be seeing it more from the recruitment side, but certainly on the HR side, Lots of my clients are starting to look at recruitment and, you know, at all different levels, more senior through to apprentices, uh, which is really positive. I'm sure you're seeing that. And wasn't there a report that you saw about increases in that? Yes.
0: I mean, uh, there's dramatic increases going on. I mean, clearly this pandemic has been horrific for all sorts of people, businesses, individuals. But in, in the employment sector... I think the low point was probably running at around 20% of previous levels. I mean, it really was a a major crash. Right now, I think we're probably running almost double what we were running at three months ago. The rate of growth at this point is really quite phenomenal. And we have huge numbers of both temporary and permanent vacancies out there. A lot of demand. But you're right in the wider point. It's As much as I'd love to say it's just ASL and business is booming, the wider <laughs> economy really is taking off. Um, the apprentice market was down around 19% in the last year. That looks like it's beginning to move. I mean, certainly on our part, we've just taken on two new apprentices. So we're contributing a bit there. But the graduate market is the one that caught my interest. I'm just looking down at the stats to uh, update you on it. But 36% of employers have said they expect to increase the number of graduates they're taking on this year. And it went on to 18% of employers saying that increase they expect to be by more than 10%. So Mm. big changes in the graduate recruitment market
1: definitely and I think that reflects very much um, something that I heard yesterday at a I went to a, an economic forecasting mm. um, event and they which said, are often
0: so dull but I suspect not right I now know,
1: it was actually very thrilling Um interesting one point i digress slightly but apparently when we we're at four to five percent of unemployment we we're at zero unemployment yes. which i thought was an interesting statistic because you know four or five doesn't equal zero in my head but go on go. Ex-
0: explain that one to us why are we at zero is that because the last four or five almost aren't yeah. i wanted to avoid saying aren't employable but i can't find a better word is that what we're
1: yeah, um, they didn't clarify that too much because uh, they moved swiftly on to other things. But I did, you know, I think it's a, a cushion, more mm. like a cushion that you can't have every single person employment.
0: Oh, I the guess they're, they're in the cycle of moving from one role to another. And yeah. therefore, four to five yeah. percent is artificially there, even if we're at a full economy. Yeah
1: exactly okay so we're in that place which is a good place to be Mm. and the prediction that they gave was that we're about to experience the fastest economic growth Mm. since the 1920s
0: yes we're seeing that, and uh, and uh, certainly if you talk to my, my recruiters at the moment, they're, they're literally just flying from um, client request to the next client request. I, I don't think we've ever been so busy, in all honesty. But, yeah, I, I, I've seen that quite widely, that we're expecting almost a, a 90s, 20s bounce mm-hmm. to come back. And the other thing that I've seen is the UK economy is poised to recover even faster than the U.S. economy, which is normally the, the the kind of gold standard in recovery, isn't it?
1: Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, that's really exciting and very positive. But at the same time, it, any significant up or down comes with potential pitfalls. And Companies, I think, really need to prepare better or prepare for it in either eventuality.
0: Well, I guess the question, the big question right now is there are a lot of employers out there still with people on furlough trying Mm. to gauge if this really is the recovery or if it's a a lucky one month blip. And Mm. do we bring the people back and how do we bring them back safely?
1: Yeah, certainly a few events I've been to recently. It's made it clear to me that there are many, many companies out there who have not started preparing or don't have clear plans yet to bring people back from furlough and return them to the workplace. I mean obviously at the moment they can't do it now, uh, but from the, you know, seventeenth of May or June, whatever it is, if they've got a good reason to do so, they can bring people back, Mm. provided it's you know COVID secure and they've had all their risk assessments but you know it takes some planning what's it going to look like and I think you know we always talk about hearts and minds and employee yeah. engagement and I think this is an absolute opportunity for employers to to grasp this, the straw on that one and make people feel not only safe but included.
0: Yes I think that we've got a few things going on that still create a degree of uncertainty. And a lot of what I'm seeing at the moment is suggesting when we get to June the 21st, social distancing may be gone. (laughs) And we're talking about the hospitality industry, for example, being able to open up as normal. Now, if that's the case, there's got to be a major question of, can my office, can my factory, can my warehouse be normal do we need to do covid secure things
1: see my gut feel is hope for the best and prepare for the worst yes and i would recommend that companies have a have a plan b that prepares for the worst case eventuality totally we don't know yet if there's going to be a third wave it's looking unlikely but who knows um most of the companies i talk to they're not expecting to have people back till september at the very earliest mm. so you know i think there's just hang fire yeah and okay aim for it but i think assume that social distancing will continue for now yes. and work accordingly
0: and i think that's incredibly wise but i think what we're likely to say um that, you know you're hope for the best. The best looks like social distancing may almost start to disappear as we move into the second half, into Q3 of this year. And we're also talking about now vaccinating with a third booster, anyone over 50. Um, So we don't have a winter third way, a third, fourth, whatever, (laughs) another peak. 400th. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely. Another wave. Um, but the intention is to do that. And right now, the data I was reading in the Times this morning is that we are currently having more deaths from pneumonia and flu than we are having from COVID. So we have got it right down. And with the right planning, we can keep it down, which means we can be quite close to normal if we're sensible.
1: Yes, Exactly. But I think another thing that I've been hearing about is adapting to a hybrid model, which Mm. the majority of people are doing, but that causes some, not legal inequality, but some inequality towards those that can't work from home, like factory Mm. workers or warehouse workers um people and one of the things i've heard suggested which i thought was a great idea to make things more um appealing for those kinds of people when if you're offering working from home to to others is to consider something like a compressed week
0: Mm. it's it's an interesting one because i've heard that before i guess the challenge is going to come for fitting that into your workforce, and it 's going to need careful planning, because somebody with families probably is less keen to squeeze their week into three and a half days or um, you know perhaps working nights to keep it running round the clock so they can uh, have, as it were less people on site at one point in time, but create the same total production than perhaps a youngster might.
1: Mm. Yes yeah, so, or you know it also being more flexible if it's typically a, a Monday to Friday uh, operation as you say spread it out to 24 hours seven days a week so that people can do those compressed hours they can yes. get more time off and benefit from the lifestyle uh, opportunities that uh, work-life balance um, benefits that those working from home can yes well.
0: absolutely i think, I think it's
1: just a bit of creative thinking yes
0: totally i think you and i could talk for hours and guide clients forever on getting the hybrid working model right and flexible working but alas this is hr in 10 and we can't talk for hours um as we've already been talking for 10 minutes so again again it's been a delight as ever and no one's asked you any difficult questions today one day someone's going to surprise hey. you with those we We really hope you find these useful watching these if you do do click the subscribe and follow the channel on youtube um and we will see you the same time next week with more updates on what's going on in hr so thanks for now thanks kimberly thank you see you next week bye-bye bye